Welcome to Milo Time, where we dive into the list of things that Milo loved and spend some time with my beautiful, amazing, awesome, fantastic boy, Milo. Welcome to another episode of Milo Time. Daryl Kessler, along with Lisa Cohen. Hi. Good afternoon, Lisa. How are you today? I'm very well. And it's good to be back in Brooklyn. Good to have you down in Brooklyn. We haven't recorded here in in a little while, so it's good to be back. Yes, lovely to be here. And I did mention to you right before I hit record (laughs) that um, I did something unusual just a few nights ago. I I saw a band I know that's near and dear to you live, (laughs) a Metallica. I know you're a big fan. Not a fan, but you know. (laughs) <laughs> I know. Neither am I necessarily. It's, well, you, why do you say it was unusual? Well, it, it's not a band that I would typically choose to go see. Okay, it what happened? It was sort of a curiosity. They do have a number of songs that I like. Um, and it was a great show. They were really good. They're excellent. They put on a great show. How's the hair? The hair is um, under under better control. You mean my hair? Or no, theirs? no, the metallic Oh, their hair. hair. Their hair. Uh, their <laughs> hair was um, under better control than it typically is. But the thing that was... But are they still going with the... Yeah. Well, the, here's the thing. Their lead singer, um, James Hetfield, he's got a shorter hairdo and just a mustache now. So he looks like more like a suburban dad. He's got that great growl of a voice when he's singing. But all the guys in the band are like kind of sober and like just turned 60. Yeah. yeah. So the songs sound great. And they still have that very familiar guitar sound and, and that growling vocal and everything else. But every time they would chat, like in between songs, it was like being at a Mamas and Papas show. They're like, thank you, Metallica family. We don't take anything for granted. We hear it. We feel you. And like they finish a song and James Hetfield will be like, how'd you like that song? And the crowd's like, woo He's like, I guess you liked it. And then they start another song. It was like, it was like a Lori Berkner. like anarchy? I mean, the Lori Berkner concerts. I mean, that's what it sounded like. Or like uh, Dan Dan Zanes. Zanes. Yeah. I mean, unbelievable. But the music was great. Great. And um, awesome. um, It was a great show. And my great friend, Adam Cherry, uh, offered me the ticket and accompanied me to the concert. And he's a big fan. Oh, okay. So he really knew the music well. I know it less well. But the music itself was unquestionably outstanding. Great. So it was great. Awesome. It was a good show. I'm glad you had a good time. So our audience knows that on this program, we look at the growing list of things that Milo loves, and Lisa picks out something that draws her attention, and I'm wondering whether on this fine day, Lisa, anything is drawing your attention from the list of things Milo loved. Yes, it's it's a thing that I do, so I, I'm going to defend it, but cracking knuckles. Yes, cracking knuckles, definitely something Milo loved. So, <laughs> did what, he love the the feeling of it or the yeah. annoying of other people? He loved the feeling of it. He okay. loved the feeling okay. of it. And there was a stretch of time when Milo was in middle school to high school when he would announce to us that he had woken up by in from his bed cracking his knuckles. We could hear him from like downstairs. Oh, his oh bedroom God. is above ours. Oh my God. And we could hear him if he was sleeping, if his door was open, which is the way he usually slept. Well, sometimes slept. Um, we could hear his knuckles cracking in the morning and that's how we knew that his alarm clock had woken him up. And he <laughs> Was loved, it your alarm clock? It was, uh, it, was not, yeah, it was kind of our alarm clock. We knew we didn't have to set one. And right. that's how we said, okay, Milo's up. Okay, <laughs> we can all motivate now. Um, but um, that was... In part, something that he loved, because I think he just loved the feeling of cracking his knuckles, but it definitely was emphasized by his extremely long fingers. He had these very... Max has these two, these sort of hands that with, with extremely long fingers. Alana has 
for a small person, she has very long fingers. Mm-hmm. And toes. And toes. But we don't talk about the toes too much. Have we said We're too much? We're sisters in that yeah, regard, okay, so fine. it's okay. As long as you fess up to yeah. also oh, having oh, please. talons. Yeah. Then, then, I don't have talons. Okay. I have other problems, okay. but they're not. Okay. But he's had extremely long fingers. Alana has very long fingers. I do too. And Milo was almost like one on top of the other. Mm-hmm. His fingers were extremely long, as Max's are too. And when we talk about cracking knuckles, I can't help but think about these his hands, which were like, I wouldn't say it's like George Costanza, that he was like ready to be a hand model, <laughs> but his hands were definitely distinctive. And they were real, his fingers were really long and they were much longer than you would think someone his size mm-hmm. would be. And it was just one of sort of an unusual physical quirk about Milo that thinking about his fingers makes me think about. He was, he used to like to joke mm. and it would, it would upset Alana a little bit. And I knew what he was kind of doing. I, Alana did too, of course, but he would joke that he l- was funny looking and he would make jokes at his own expense about mm-hmm. how he was funny looking in a variety of ways. The most obvious one was he would joke all the time about how his eyes were very mm-hmm. wide set mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he had a lot of space in between his eyes. Mm-hmm. And anytime we would see an athlete who also had sort of wide spaced eyes, he would always say, oh, I look like him or I look like her. So there was Kyle Oposo who played for the New York Islanders and then played for the Buffalo Sabres, had very wide set uh-huh. eyes. And Milo, it's, every time we see him, like, yeah, I look like that guy. <laughs> or Iga Swiatek, the tennis player yes. from Poland. She has the wide set eyes also. Most of all, there was a basketball player from University of North Carolina named Kennedy Meeks who had these wide set eyes. Uh-huh. And Milo would say, yeah, I look like that guy also. And, you know, Alana would always like sort of want to defend him from right, himself. Right. And he was just stating something that was. That's honestly physically... a, a great quality that he that that he was able to note that and not not turn it into self-hatred. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, it's like, absolutely he's true. Like, that's a very good quality. It shows he was very comfortable with himself. He was very comfortable in his own skin. And, you know, he um, it didn't bother him at all. And he would joke about his hair also that, Mm -hmm. you know, if he didn't get a haircut in a timely way, it would get Mm -hmm. completely out of control. Didn't bother him at all. Um, He was just so lanky. Mm -hmm. You know, he was Mm -hmm. just so lanky. Mm -hmm. And there are some people who are lanky and very lean. And as a result, they look shorter than they are, Mm -hmm. particularly someone like Milo, who sort of hunched over a little bit. Um, He would sort of slump his shoulders. How tall was he? But he was six feet tall. But I'm also six feet tall, and yeah, he read he read taller. Thought that yeah. I was like five ten, five eleven. I don't I don't 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 say anything. Please leave it at that, Lisa. It's hard. Please. It's very it's hard. A, this, this is not about me. This okay, is about my. All right. But he at six feet tall. Some people thought he was taller than that. Yeah. Still. Yeah. Um, even though he also sort of had his shoulders slumped, and he just looked so lanky and long and his arms were kind of really long yeah. his fingers were long and his and he was just so skinny yeah. and i think in part also it was because you know he didn't do a lot of like clothing shopping so he would wear t-shirts sort of when they didn't fit so well anymore yeah. so he's wearing like a t-shirt it's a little small on him so the his torso would look extra long yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was just um he had his own look he definitely had his own look and in good addition, for him it's it, good i mean it's 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 uh, refreshing to hear about a teenager who's not obsessing over uh, every element of their appearance and every every t-shirt they pick out. He he definitely didn't. And then the other piece of that, of course, was that he was left-handed. And 
I do feel like in some ways his left-handedness was so central to the type of person he was. I mean, I don't put a lot of stock in that old person's tale that lefties think a certain way and righties think a certain way, even if they literally use a different part of their brain, which may or may not be true. I'm actually not sure if it's true, but his left-handedness was so part of what he looked like and how he moved and sort of the quirkiness of his personality Mm. that it's hard for me to know. And I think Alana and Max feel the same way. What part of his quirkiness was dictated by the fact that he was left-handed and how much of it was sort of reverse. I mean, he was left-handed just as a matter of fact, and the quirkiness was there separate and apart from that left-handedness. But he just moved like a lefty, had handwriting Mm. like a lefty, which is to say that it was horrible. He went as over the top as you can imagine. Like his hand fully curled. In high school, he had the handwriting of a second grader. Just awful handwriting, smudged everywhere, completely illegible. (laughs) The good thing was that, you know, sort of being a math major, a lot of those uh, kids had horrible handwriting. Mm -hmm. So Dr. Belosi, who we've spoken many times about on this program, would say, yeah, Milo's handwriting is really awful, but it really barely stands out as being awful. And Tom's son, Jake, is left-handed also, Mm -hmm. and also a math guy. And I've seen Jake's handwriting, and it is, I wouldn't say it's as bad as Milo's, but it was really, really (laughs) terrible. Really, really terrible. Um, Some of the other things, you know, we we talked about cracking knuckles, talked about some things about Milo's appearance, thinking about those things. I, I just, you know, I have to mention a couple of other features of Milo that were sort of unusual. Milo was um, young for his grade. He was a November birthday and was one of, if not the youngest kids in his kindergarten class and then going forward. And he was not particularly small physically, but he was just young. And then he had this growth spurt when he hit about 12 or 13 at a younger age than Max did. And he got so tall so quickly that he had stretch marks on his mm-hmm, back for mm-hmm. about three years. I don't know if we ever talked to you about those things, but he had like very pronounced stretch marks, which the first time we thought them, Something we saw happened. them, yeah. was when he came back from sleepaway camp. And we thought like it was like the old days and the counselors were roughing the kids Oof, up, yeah. which they used to do routinely. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Camp Starlight, um, <laughs> which they, apparently they no longer do. I, I think it's illegal. I, yeah. I think it's okay. like, quote unquote, illegal. <laughs> yeah, frowned um, upon. <laughs> but they really used to rough us up pretty good. And when I, we, I saw his back when he came back from sleepaway camp, I thought, oh, my goodness, the yeah. counselors really worked him over pretty good. <laughs> and he said, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. And I'm not sure he even knew that they were there. And he didn't, it didn't give him any discomfort. But he had these stretch marks on his back for yeah. years. Yeah. And when we did some research and spoke to his pediatrician, they said, this is what happens much more commonly with boys, but when they grow very quickly, um, that's just the case with many of them. And some of his friends also had stretch marks in similar places, like sort of on the lower back area. Um, Milo also had unusual looking toes in a very different way from you and Alana and different from Max. Max's toes, sorry, Max, um, look (laughs) a little bit like Alana's. They're much straighter, but they look a little bit like small fingers. (laughs) Um, that's why when you remember when Max was younger, he was like six years old wearing like an adult size yeah, five yeah. shoe. Were you were you the ones where with the I'm sorry, it's not a Milo topic, but Max, were you told by a shoe store that he was wearing like dangerously small? Maybe, maybe, maybe. Like you are harming your child. Yeah. I can't believe you haven't been here soon enough. If, soon if 
sooner. It, it's definitely could have been us. I don't remember it, but yeah. his feet were like really, really, yeah. really, his toes are really, really long. Milo's toes, his foot was longer, but he had this pinky toe, uh, which Alana called his pod, which from the time that he was born was sort of rolled under the rest ah. of his four toes. So his foot, which was narrow to begin with and long, was sort of rolled over at the end, oh. which made even the toes kind of narrow. And his feet almost looked like little cross-country skis because um, <laughs> he didn't have the long toes. His toes weren't quite as long. And the rolled over pinky toe made it look as though the toe on was just... On both feet did he have On this? both feet, rolled wow. over pinky toes, which Alana called his pod. Called it his pod toe. And they spent a lot of time and Milo laughed about it. And he would say, look how ridiculous my foot looks. Like everything else with Milo, he didn't take it too seriously. It didn't upset him too much. And, um, you know, it didn't didn't bother him one yeah, bit. Yeah. Um, he, Milo loved, he had very expressive eyebrows, mm. uh, which I know you know. Um, from a very young age, he would... Uh, make us laugh by uh, delivering messages to us with his eyebrows. Um, very extreme expressions he was able to to make just by moving his eyebrows up and down. That's awesome. Um, many people who listen, who are dear friends of ours, know that Milo went through a phase which he called the angry beaver phase when anytime someone would take a photo, he would make this face mm -hmm. where he would stick his I teeth out. I believe it's in the Instagram. I think it's on, yes. I think it showed up on the... Yeah. Uh, at Milo Time Podcast Instagram page. Um, but he would like stick his teeth out and then he would make each of his eyebrows point directly <laughs> down towards his nose or up towards his ears. And he was able to do this like um, at will. And it was from incredibly young expressive age. from a very young age. Yeah, yeah. And you could tell a lot about what Milo was thinking about. And a lot of his comedy, which was very subtle and dry to begin with, started with his eyebrows, I always thought, and he could make a joke with just his eyebrows or deliver an impression or even deliver a takedown just with his eyebrows, yeah, yeah. Um, which he did and he uh, often did to us. Nice. Um, no doubt about it. Um, and anyway, those are some of the things about Milo that were just sort of physically unusual, yes. things that he loved to do um, and things that made him our beautiful Milo. Absolutely. And that's it for this episode of Milo Time. Please be sure to join us again next time when we once again look at the list of things that Milo loved. Thank you. Thank you.